0: Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award winning real estate coaches and number one international best selling authors Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real time coaching. Get ready fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to
1: our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris.
0: Hey guys, welcome back. We have a great coaching call for you. Listen to me. You can tell I've been on coaching calls this morning (laughs) for like three hours because I still think I'm on a coaching call. You know, I think, Julie, that's probably the reason why people like this podcast because you and I do it. Um, in between our coaching calls. And so we're still thinking as if we're on like a one-on-one coaching call with someone,
1: sure. you know, with
0: one of our high-end clients. I think that's probably one of the reasons why our podcast has gotten this, so much, you know, momentum. It's because it's, it's not like you and I are just broadcasting. We're like on a coaching call. Have you ever thought about that?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think it resonates with people. I think it's a little bit more personal because we're always coming off of coaching calls and going to coaching calls, kind of in that zone. Yeah.
0: It is. It's a different, like, a mindset when you're on a coaching call especially with someone that's in high levels of production. And we, Julie and I's personal coaching clients are some of the most successful agents in the country. And uh, when you're talking with people like that, you're generally speaking, having conversations that are operating on multiple points. So you're not just talking about, like, it's not, okay, how do I go, what do I say to a seller when they say this? That's, like, more on the training realm and less in the coaching realm. When you're in the coaching realm, what you're dealing with is more complex issues that can't just be answered with um, Julie or I or a coach just basically – you know, verbally dumping a whole, fire hosing someone with a bunch of content. When you're on a high-level coaching call, um, you guys would be surprised how little the coach actually talks. And when the coach does talk, it's always in the form of a question. And that's something that it took, Julie and I, literally tens of thousands of personal coaching calls. Conceptually, we got it. We had training for it. We read books about it. We really spent, you know, just a massive amount of time trying to get good at it. And then over time, just from the doing of it, you get better at it. And, and the, uh, the way you know you're getting better at it is because your clients are getting results. So when we're doing, when Julie and I are writing our books and we're writing outlines for the podcast or we're just communicating with anybody, like I was in the Orange Theory yesterday. I don't know if Julie heard this. And I was talking with a guy, and those of you guys who are going to Orange Theory, you'll appreciate this. So this guy is like 26 or 27, and we did a time mile in Orange Theory the other day, and he did. Uh, he ran at 12, which is the highest setting on the treadmill, the whole time. So he was able to finish the time mile in five minutes, but here's the amazing part. He said he could have done it faster. So I wanted to talk to him, so I started talking to him, and I started faster asking than the him questions. Treadmill. Yeah, he was faster than the treadmill, which is incredible. So I started yeah. uh, yesterday before the for the session in the, uh, started, for the class started, I started asking him about – That And he told me that he's a distance runner, not just like, oh, I'm going to go do a 5K. He does like 50. He's an ultra marathoner. I don't know if you guys knew what that was, but it's, you know, a 50K or some insane amount of distance. And I started asking him questions. And I was asking him, like, how do you, what's going on between your body and your mind? And, you know, when you're running 50 miles, like he has a race coming up in Houston, Texas, in August of this year, where it's going to yeah. be just that's that's I know, Julie. That's uncomfortable that's just much, to
1: stand still in. And... I
0: know. So he's going to probably one of the worst places to be in August because Houston is not just hot, it's humid and he's going to be running. But get this listeners, the race starts at 6 p.m. or something like that and runs all night. So basically, it's a 24, it, the race ends in 24 hours. So the goal is to run, I think it was freaking 100 miles or something. It was something obscene. But he, I was asking him how he goes about doing that, and he walked me through, like he said, for the first 10 miles, it's kind of pleasurable, everything's working. And then he said, physically, he starts to feel the Uh, agony a little bit in the next 10 miles after that. So he's describing what it's like to run, you know, 10 miles. Oh, that's fun. And then to run 10 to 20 miles, then it gets kind of painful. And then after that, he was starting to tell me how you have to play mental games and all the rest of it. So I was just asking more and more questions because I was in coaching mode because I was hoping to hear something from him that I could share with all of you, which I've just done. And the moral of the story was what was fascinating was the further he runs, he's realizing as he's gotten older that it's less about his physical, uh, he's a wiry guy. He's not like a big muscle. To look at him, you just think he's skinny. You know, so I don't know if you guys have ever seen runners like that. A lot of swimmers are like that, too. But for him to realize, you know, at his age, he's been running for a long time since he said he was in high school. But for him to get to his level of performance, um, he's had to not just work on his physical abilities. And truth, he said, his physical abilities might even be diminishing because the wear and tear on his knees and things like that. He said what's really been the thing that got him to the next level is his ability to not allow himself to talk himself out of uh, accomplishing the goal of running the distance. In other words, without him saying it, he was saying he has learned to do what he didn't want to do when he didn't want to do it at the highest level. You know, Those words together are what Julie and I just sort of put together over years of coaching calls, over tens of thousands of coaching calls. Because we kept on asking or being asked why one person is successful and another person isn't. And you guys look for a magic fairy dust. You look for some sort of secret. You look for some kind of shortcut. You look for some kind of hack. You're looking for some kind of supplement, some nootropic. You're looking for something to somehow make it so that all of a sudden you have the ability just to magically create success wherever you go. And the real truth is what we, you know, because we kept on trying to you know, Go to the core of why it is that we'll coach one person and they just have so much success and they'll coach another person with the same skill set as a coach and they will just have moderate success compared to the other person. What's the difference? It might be intellect. It might be the, you know, environment. It might be all those sort of extraneous things. But really, the essence of it always has been and always will be the, uh, the absolute acceptance of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's what it is. I mean, I happen to know that Julie has a sore throat today. Julie also is a little bit – what's the word? What else are you experiencing? What other physical malady? Vertigo. (laughs) Vertigo. So she probably has an inner inner infection. The doctor thinks she might have strep throat. I mean, but she has – look, Julie doesn't have to be on this podcast with me. She doesn't have to do the PC call next. She didn't have to do her private coaching calls uh, today. Nothing would have happened in our lives at this point in our careers that you know no adverse effects would have happened. But she does what she doesn't want to do when she doesn't want to do at the highest level, and that's her lifestyle. That's basically the person that she's become. She doesn't have to talk herself into doing what she doesn't want to do when she doesn't want to do at the highest level. She did before. We've been married for 30 years. So I can tell you it wasn't innate in either one of us. When Julie and I first started to put all these pieces together, what it really took to experience long-term, ever-increasing levels of success, we thought a lot of the ways that you guys think. A lot of you who haven't really kind of put the pieces together, you think there's hacks. You think people that have money and success are somehow cheating the system or somehow figured out a shortcut or have family connections or have better education or all these other excuses that we have to be lazy. And yet, the fact is, if you do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level and you do it consistently, you're going to win every single time. Now, I will tell you, it'll probably take longer than you think. <laughs> That's pretty much been true all my entire life. It'll take longer than you think. It probably will require more effort than you think, which loops me back into the theme that we are trying to help you guys internalize for this year, which is this year, I don't want you to even, even remotely consider you know, lessening the goal, so don't. Don't cut back on your goals and what you hoped and will accomplish this year. Just increase the effort. Whatever you did last year to accomplish what you did last year is not going to be enough in a year like what we're going to experience this year because so many things are going to be changing. So you're going to have to increase the effort. Don't decrease the goal. You should write that down. That should literally be on all your desks. You should get a tattoo. Maybe not a tattoo, but you get the idea. You should seriously internalize that and not forget it. And so when something feels hard, tell yourself that's the way it's supposed to be. And tell yourself when something feels hard, that's an encouragement, not a discouragement for your uh, forward mobility. Why? Because you should know that most people, the second they feel any kind of inflection, the second they feel any kind of pushback, in other words, as soon as it gets hard, most people – like. Almost every single soul you've ever met will stop. They'll quit. They'll start to, they'll start to shorten the, the effort. They'll start to decrease the goal. And what you need to remember is you need to be just the opposite of that. The difference between where you want to be in your real estate career, in life, by the way, and where you are, is never 100% more effort. It's always usually like barely double digits more effort. If you were to make 10% more effort, you know, just going back to Orange Theory mentally here, if you were to make 10% more effort when you went to the Orange Theory, it would make all the difference. If you were to make 10% more effort when you were actually in a work mode generating business, Asking questions that might result in someone saying no to you. Making an, another rule for yourself that you know that you're not doing your job unless you hear the word no at least three to five times a day. That's something right there. That's kind of a profound thought for a lot of you. Many of you live, live these lives. of constant fear of hearing the word no so you never ask questions or put yourself in a position where you're going to hear yes. You guys see the, uh, di- the dichotomy here? So, you know, these are the types of thoughts that we've learned come from doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, but lead to incredible levels of success, not just success in the monetary sense, so that obviously is the reason you're in business, but success in the sense of personal satisfaction, that you're absolutely positively living the fullest version of you as a salesperson, you as a parent, you as a spouse, you as a human. you're not being lazy. The thing that gives you the most stress at the end of the day isn't the too many things to do. It's the knowing that you could have done more to specifically further yourself professionally, you know, financially, spiritually, physically, and you didn't. The thing that causes you the stress at the end of the day is knowing that you could have what? Fill in the blank. You could have knocked on that expired door. You could have actually called that center of influence and passed client opposed to sending them an email. The accumulation of being complacent and avoiding putting yourself, avoiding, you know, absolutely avoiding at all costs ever hearing the word no. The accumulation of not taking what you innately, intuitively, internally know are the things you're supposed to be doing are the things that ultimately cause you burnout and stress because you don't forgive yourself. And it's all the little microaggressions, you know, if you want to use a modern word, against your own uh, capacity that, that essentially uh, it buries your potential. So, I want you to think about that guys. When you wake up today, when you woke up today and you wake up tomorrow, and you follow our coaching program, you read our book. We tell you exactly what you're supposed to be doing exactly, what time of day you're supposed to be doing it. We tell you what to say. You know, we give you a conversational outlines. We we tell you and walk you through the ideal, perfect way you should live your lives on a professional basis as a real estate professional. We have done all the heavy lifting for you. We've completely read the hieroglyphics of success and we have translated all of them for you in perfect fluid, simple to understand English. Why aren't you embracing it at the highest level? Why is it that some of you even engage with us, and yet you still continue your journey in your your path looking for more information? You have to see it for what it is. You're just procrastinating. You're being lazy. Why? At what cost? What is it costing you to be lazy? It's costing you your life. It's costing you the experiences you'd want to have that you otherwise could have. It's costing you, frankly, more years maybe having to worry about selling houses than you otherwise would have because you're just procrastinating doing what you inevitably will have to do if you expect to ever be successful in this business. So I want you all of you just to consider that. I know maybe some of you don't relate to what I just said um, because you're new in the business. Maybe you've never been in a competitive environment before where you're actually going to have to have sales skills. I know some of you even hate the word, fact that I'm using the word sales. Oh, shit, Tim, I'm not a salesperson. Stop saying that. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a home consultant. That's right. Don't say it. But you are. And a salesperson, by the way, a great salesperson, really, if you want to, you know, play, if you want to flip words around, is a problem solver. That's what a great salesperson is. And the better you are at helping other people solve their problems, the more people you help at the highest level, the more everything you're experience in life. So if you're driving around in a, you know, 20-year-old Camry and, you know, you, don't, you just look funny, and you smell funny, and you just don't feel, you know, you're realizing that life has gotten by you. I'm going to give you this, and you should embrace this. There's a direct correlation between the quality of life that you have and the number of people you have helped. That's it. So when you see somebody with more than you, you see somebody that has something that you makes you maybe a little jealous, don't be jealous. Just realize what they have done is they've helped more people than you. That's it. That's a simple formula for success. Again, tens of thousands of coaching calls. That's where it got me to. The more people you help accomplish their goals at the highest level, the more levels of, high, of success financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, familially, educationally, all those things, the more people you help accomplish their goals, the more of life you're going to be able to enjoy at the highest level. Does that make sense, Julie?
1: Absolutely, and it is true we're living it all the time but I do believe you're right it's a learned thing you don't just you know it's not what people think that you either have it or you don't you have to learn it and you have to live it and that's possible and that's a blessing that it's not like you have it or you don't you know I think that's a great thing and then we'll use this as our segue to our story of perseverance speaking of which where we're not lowering the goal this year ever on anything we are simply increasing the effort so speaking of which little story about abraham lincoln when he took the oath of office in 1861 it was not a miraculous moment in time it was the culmination of a long and difficult journey filled with disappointments setbacks failures and ultimate success is the incredible testament to the power and faith of that perseverance i sometimes call that the stick-to-itiveness that people have to develop just as you were talking about just months before receiving his party's nomination for president He offered a brief sketch of his early life. Lincoln said, My parents were both born in Virginia of undistinguished families. My mother died in my 10th year. When I came of age, I did not know much. Still, somehow, I could read, write, and cipher, but that was all. An avid reader and tireless worker, he sought the knowledge and experience he needed to pursue his ambitions. Given his early fortunes in business, politics, and life, however, no one would have blamed him. Sorry. Sorry. Given his early failures, nobody would have blamed him had he given up his ultimate dream. In fact, it's a long list, but he persevered. He failed in business in 1831. He was defeated for state legislator in 32. He tried another business in 33 and it failed. His fiancee died in, in 1835. He then had a nervous breakdown in 36. And in 1843, he ran for Congress and was defeated yet again. He tried in 1848. And, of course, was defeated. He tried running for Senate in 1855 and lost. The next year he ran for vice president and lost. But in 1859, he ran for the Senate and was defeated. You would think he would have given up, right? I mean, I think most people would have thrown in the towel at this point, maybe thought of a different career. But in 1860, the man who signed his name, Abraham Lincoln, who, whose unflagging faith in himself seemed to grow with every failure, he was elected the 16th president of the United States. The difference between history's boldest accomplishments and its most staggering failures is often the diligent will to persevere. So you have to be more like Lincoln. And, you know, when I read that long list of failures, you know, sometimes I think, well, maybe, maybe that's what it took to get to that ultimate success. Maybe had he been elected to Congress or as a state legislator, he never would have actually made it to be the president, and that that is what he was supposed to be, and he knew to persevere on that. So that ties into our saying often, you know, thank you, past fill-in-the-blank, what your name is. Thank you, past Abe, for not giving up in his case. So I'm sharing stories of perseverance this week so that Julie, all of let our me, listeners let, let, have something in their Joel, head to rely on. Yeah, go ahead. Joel, let,
0: me, let me give you a little break so you can have some tea. I'm going to explain <laughs> to the listeners in case they haven't heard us before What Julie just said, first of all, uh, before I do, remember guys, if you've not had your free coaching call yet, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and when you do, we're going to give you, I think it's seven free books, Real Estate Treasure Map, uh, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. Real Estate Treasure Map is your fill in the blank business plan. You definitely want to get that done. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and also this is a shout out. This is an official help wanted. We are looking for uh, those of you who want to work as part of our internal sales team as a new member coach this is a sales job okay so if you're interested in working directly as part of our sales force Um, I would be interested in hearing from you. You can just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and I'll forward you off to Andrew, who's our sales leader. So let me know if you're interested in working for us on our team. And understand this is a real sales job. You can imagine if you listen to this podcast with the expectations we're going to have for you if you are working for us on our staff. So if you're interested, just email me. (laughs) your readies. And they better be fortified. Just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Now, Julie said – Uh, Thank you, past Tim and Julie. Thank you, past. Now, what does she mean by that? In case you guys aren't usual, you know, regular listeners. Whether you are experiencing great levels of success and abundance right now, or you're freaking out and you're experiencing scarcity, it's all due to the decisions that the past version of you made. So, in essence, if you want to make it so that the future version of you, which I know for some of you is a little obtuse, but still something to consider, you want to make it so that the f- current version of you is doing what the future version of you, and by future I could mean an hour from now, it could be a year from now, but what the future version of you will be thankful have, for you having done. And that might be, you know, doing the very things that we ask you to do as part of Premier Coaching or the things we ask you to do as part of this podcast the future version of you will thank you for it. And if you're wondering why things are not exactly where they where you hope that they would be in your life at this point in your life, it's because the past version of you, let's just be honest, was a little lazy, was complacent, maybe a lot lazy, maybe a lot complacent. They would rather have a, you know, they would rather sit on the couch and eat Doritos than they would go and do the physical things necessary to get the body in shape. All those types of things. If the current version of you is not enjoying good relationships with the people that you love, it's because the past version of you was probably a jerk. You need to go make those things right. You guys get the point. So, your future version of you can enjoy whatever qual- level of quality of life that you choose to experience because it is all a choice. Nothing's done to you. It is all a choice based on the decisions you make for yourself today. Based on what you're willing to do today. Okay. I want you guys to seriously consider putting yourself in a position so the future version of you will be celebrating the current version of you for having done what he or she didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it at the highest level. Julie?
1: Yeah, well, it's all about taking action, isn't it? So keep these stories in mind. Be able to say thank you past fill-in-the-blank with your name versus a few, I don't know, maybe three or four podcasts ago we were talking about sometime last week how – It's easy to get into the tendency of kicking it up to that future you. And remember, we talked about the story and some of the research that psychologically people think of their future selves in the same light as a perfect stranger. And that's why you can become okay saying, oh, no, future Tim can deal with that. You know, you got to get away from that. And real estate really, really demonstrates that to you. Um, There's something called the, I think it's the 30-day rule. You go uh, 30 days without turning up the heat, and you're going to pay for it for the next 30, 60, 90 days by not having any results. So, you know, now's the time. Turn it on, beginning of the year. If you guys haven't gotten your treasure maps done yet, I don't know what you're thinking. It's still time to get them done. We can get help with those of you who are in uh, Premier Coaching. Oftentimes, Coach Rochelle and myself and the other coaches will review those with you and ask you questions about your goals and help you drill down and make them more specific. The more specific they are, more likely you are to actually achieve them. And Tim, to your earlier point, it's usually not doubling or tripling or, you know, most of you guys don't have to earn a million dollars more to move the needle. You know, what would the difference be if you had one more closing a month regularly? What would that do to your consistency and to your goals and to your belief and your confidence? What if you had 10 listings at all times instead of seven or instead of five? It doesn't have to be 100 times. You know, the difference between boiling water and not is only one degree. At 211 degrees, it's just real hot water. 212, now it's boiling. So keep these things in mind. Back to you, Tim. I've got to get a drink of tea.
0: Okay, no problem. So this can be your best the start of your this maybe is the first time you've heard Julie and I well welcome to Tim and Julie Harris's real estate coaching radio podcast okay and this podcast by the way is listened to uh is the number 1 daily podcast in the real estate industry by a, just an enormous amount it's one of the top listened to podcasts in the training section on iTunes so it, this you're listening to something that has been hopefully inspirational and motivational to literally and I'm, ten, it's it's humbling for me to say this, but hundreds of thousands of agents. We have listeners in like 14 different countries, I and mean, the whole thing is just, you know, since we started doing this, it tells me that what the world is looking for, and just our industry, because that's you know kind of where Julie and I, that's our wheelhouse, entrepreneurial folks in the real estate business. That's what we focus on. and What it tells me is that people are looking for a clear, non-b.s.e. way forward, and a lot of the things that we're um, you know essentially percolating in the industry for the past ten or twelve years have proven to be what we were basically seeing in them as and telling all of you guys they were fads. Social networking is a great thing, but it 's never going to be the pointing end of the spear if you want to be successful in life in, in let alone real estate. You know all these other types of gimmicks now we 're seeing a, another, a return to marketing gimmicks. You know, we heard uh, from a, um, a major broker in New York City that uh, one of our competitors was telling their agents to go and start spending sh- – oh, I almost swore I didn't – tons of money on personal branding and marketing. Guys, that is just a bunch of hooey that was popular back in the 90s. And now they're trying to dust that off and uh, trying to tell agents that they need to do all this marketing stuff again. These are all just fads, and the, what I want you to pay attention to – is all these fads, the one thing they have in common is they're, they're essentially taking advantage of the fact that many of you, all of you, live in absolute fear of hearing the word no. So what they're doing is they're playing into your uh, sort of uh, institutionalized desire to be lazy. Just bear with me on my words. I know they're a little sharp for some of you, but I only have so much time with you every day, so I've got to make my points fast. They're, they're essentially selling into the idea that you, will, that you don't innately want to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. You get it? They're just basically <laughs> snake oil salesmen. They're trying to sell you a pill that's supposedly going to make it so you don't have to exercise. That's all they're doing. That is all they're doing. You need to see it for what it is. You need to understand what they're selling has no real valid use uh, other than making it so that you feel like you're doing something, because here's what they know, and I know these people. Julie and I have known these people for years. They know that many of you won't be in the business in 36 months. So when they call you up and they say, "Hey, Bob, you just you know start doing this, you know fill-in-the-blank marketing campaign or social networking campaign and all these other things." You probably don 't know to ask, how, at what point will I actually see, based on what you 're telling me, actual return on financial return on investment. Many of you don 't think to ask that question, and if you did, here 's what they 'll tell you. and by the way, they hate that question. If you did ask that question, here 's what they 'll tell you. they 'll give you some bullshit answer. They'll say six months to 12 months. It really depends on whatever, whatever, whatever. They're not going to say that there's going to be a direct correlation between the money you're spending and uh, results. They won't because they can't because there aren't any. And if they did say, if you buy these buyer leads, you're going to make money in the next 60 days, and you didn't make money in the 60 days, then you can hold them accountable, and then basically they go poof. You guys get it? This is the reason that when you talk with these people, they don't give you any way to hold them accountable for the results that you're supposed to be asking and demanding that you get from investing in wherever the hell it is they're trying to sell you. Do you see, do you understand what this is going on? This is an industry, and it's not just in our industry. It's virtually in all over the world nowadays. It's, a, it's an industry where people sit around and they say, how can we package something that looks clever That basically lets agents think that they don't actually ever have to have any sales skills, have to consider themselves salespeople, ever make themselves uncomfortable, ever put themselves in a position to hear no. Okay, I got a great idea. We're going to do some predictive thing where we're going to go into neighborhoods and we're going to have some sort of special algorithm that was created on Mars – Which is going to predict which sellers are going to sell next, and then we're going to mail postcards to them, and then we're going to da 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 da. da, da. Well, guess what? The companies that started that had that idea five or six years ago, most of them are going to be around in six months, let alone 12 months. But that was probably how they were designed. They were designed to basically be successful for a handful of years, make a bunch of money, and then come up with another idea and do it all over again. That's what you guys have found yourselves in. That's this industry. When you go to these, you know, this is the reason Julie and I don't really particularly, you know, we don't ever rent booths. We don't ever go to these big, huge agent things where there's a bunch of vendors because I will literally just, I will just not be able to handle myself. I won't be able to keep my mouth shut. And, and I'll have my butt kicked because we'll walk around and I'll I, – because I have these people, they'll email us. I want to be on your podcast. Okay, great. What is it that your company does? And I'm like, no, don't you listen to the podcast? No, I'm not interested in talking with you because I know what you're doing. It's, again, I know some of you don't understand what I'm talking about now, but you have to – here's the bottom line. When you're making a decision as to where to spend your money in your business, you have to demand – a direct, undeniable correlation between the money and time you're spending and the results that you're demanding, and many of you don't. Oh, listen, you build a CRM, and you're going to start dripping on people, and you're going to start this, the other thing. Do you realize that idea has been around for 20 years, and it's always been crap? And yet, how many of you guys are doing it? How many of you right now are getting a call from somebody who said, okay, listen, you need a website. We are going to build you a kick-ass website. It's going to have IDEX. It's going to have fancy pictures and a picture. Okay, well, guess what? The jury is back in, and it turns out that the average agent gets a total of zero leads from their personal websites per year based on our study, based on an Inman report, based on, frankly, what Julie and I have been telling you guys for years, but we didn't go and research it. We just anecdotally from talking with coaching clients. And yet, how many of you are going to spend 5000 6000 plus what, 100 or $200 a month to maintain a site? Why do you do it? You know it's bullshit. Or at least you do now. How many of you guys are buying buyer leads, thinking to yourselves, I'm just going to buy buyer leads. I never then have to do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do it at the highest level because ready-to-go buyers will just show up in my mailbox. Email box, right? Do they? No. And then what happens? You spend a bunch of money. Then a year gets by. Then you email us in the beginning of 2020 and say, you know what? I remember what you said, but I ignored you because at the time I didn't want to do what I didn't want to do at the highest level. I ended up spending $12,000, 10000 buying a bunch of buyer leads. I had three closings, and collectively I lost probably about forty grand on that experience or whatever. I've, Julie and I received so many emails like that. It's not even worth talking about anymore. You guys understanding what we're saying here? Your success or your failure is really it starts and begins with your acceptance of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. How long are you actually got, how long are you guys going to take to actually take that seriously? It's not that difficult, and I'll tell you it's liberating it's honest to God you'll feel free when you just accept that. you'll feel free when every day you wake up and you know, I have got you know these five things, my five minimum standards that Coach Tim and Julie told me I have to do every day, and I'm going to kick these five minimum standards ass. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have it done by noon. And then the rest of the day, I know what I've done what I was supposed to have done in the morning, and I can see and feel myself building momentum. I can see myself getting in front of potential sellers to list houses. I feel in control. This is what I wanted to feel like as a business owner. And yet what do you guys do? Oh, maybe I got an email. Maybe I'll get a text. Maybe somebody will throw me a lead. Oh, I'm going to do a direct mail campaign, and maybe I'll get a, a result from that. And then all of a sudden, it's July, and you're you know, having hot dogs and at 4th of July celebration, and you're realizing that basically you haven't done anything this year, and now you're already making your, uh, you know, your holiday plans and thinking about the following year, and you're going to do it next year. Oh, no, no, no. Next year, you're going to take it seriously. How many years in a row have you done that? It's fascinating, isn't it? So listen, guys, we really, truly want to help you. We really, truly want you to embrace the amazing gift it is to be a business owner but specifically to be in the real estate industry especially in a time of change especially when the market's adjusting because now people need really great skilled agents more than ever you can actually find yourself essentially having more transactions come to you at a faster clip because you're the agent that's doing what he didn't want to do when he didn't want to do it at the highest level because you're willing to have conversations with sellers expired sellers because you're willing to tell the truth because you're willing to hear no things get easier and then you start to feel this sense of incredible satisfaction because you can feel yourself becoming a professional you could see your you could see what you always how you always envision yourself materializing because of the fact that you actually became the person that you always dreamed you would be maybe you never even admitted it to yourself but now you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling proud of yourself for the first time maybe ever guys look it's not that difficult i promise you it isn't or julie and i couldn't have done it you know i mean back when we were in our early 20s we sold over 100 houses our first year we did that you know 100 to 200 houses every year for 10 years after that I want you to seriously use this year to make this your best year ever, and don't procrastinate. Don't wait, because if you do, it's going to be too late, and then you're going to lose the year. This is not the year to think that you can somehow magically get started in the spring, because it won't happen. It just won't. The momentum and the headwinds is going to be too strong for virtually all of you to somehow magically get momentum again in two or three months. It won't happen. So, if there's anything we can do for you, free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.